Hey everyone, welcome back to CX Insider. Today we talk to Monica Ruba, Chief Financial Health and Customer Experience Officer at Česka Spoditelna, the Czech Republic's largest bank. In this episode, we explore the value of investing in the financial literacy of your customers, as well as the CX literacy of your employees across the organization. So enjoy the episode, and if you do, why not subscribe to our YouTube channel for access to the best content that CX Insider has to offer. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by ACF Technologies, global leaders in customer experience management solutions. Thank you, Monica, for coming to today's recording. And we usually start with a brief introduction. So would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and something about your career journey. Okay, super. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, as you said, I'm Monika Hruba. I'm coming from uh, Czech Republic, from Prague. Actually, I have academic background from psychology and media studies. And then the all rest of my career, I was understanding or analyzing people's behavior, people's perception, how the brand's influencing the, the life. And at the moment, I'm working as a chief financial health and customer experience officer in Česká Spořitelna. What is the largest bank uh, in Czech Republic and uh, part of Erste Group. Cool. So today's episode is going to be all about the CX transformation in Česká Spořitelna. And during our initial call several weeks ago, we were kind of going through the whole transformation that started happening several years ago. So let's start from that and let's start from how did you decide this kind of organizational change was needed that uh, the bank and the company had to shift towards more customer-centric focus. It's actually started, I think, like three and a half years, almost four years ago, when we decided that you know, the life is changing very fast. The banks were, were perceived more as a stable institutions, which doesn't follow the changes very, very fast. And I think like we were thinking how, how much we would like to be relevant for current work, how much we would like to reflect the current needs of our customers. And our management at the time relatively nicely decided that we will go the, the customer-centric way. We which will actually enable us to care more about customer needs, but also from the perspective of organization as a bank, be able to react faster to these needs. Because sometimes, especially in the banks, when you want to change something, you have the systems which are, you know, transferring the money back and forth. There are many things which are hard to change. And even though you have motivation to do something for the customers, you are locked in the in the system. So this was the, the main change. And that time we have decided to change completely the structure of the organization and actually build it according all these agile structures. So we have uh, we, we decided that uh, we would like to create the teams which are designed around customer needs. For example, if you can imagine it as a, the need of living, then this is one, one need. And we have the teams which are caring about particular needs on this journey. Or there is a specific topic of daily banking. So many things which are happening daily, you know, transferring the money, sending the money abroad, sending the money being Czech Republic. Those are the topics which are looked after uh, by those teams. And it means from the customer experience perspective also a significant change because typically in the organizations you have one research department or maybe customer experience department which is sitting somewhere um, you know like separately and maybe influencing the other employees like how to do it like what should be improved and what would not in our case the the customer experience people are sitting directly in the teams along the customer journey and are able to influence directly this particular part so this is i think from my 
perspective the, the the strongest change because unlike you are very much close to the the particular topic and the person which is caring about this particular need is uh, is actually able to receive monitor influence the decision at this particular point so like solving the customer pain points maybe highlighting or promoting the the gain points which are there this is their daily task and at the moment we have around 220 of those people sitting in particular pieces of the banks and looking after customer needs so actually you had to educate all your employees on this new change and came up with like different metrics of, you know, how, how do you measure the success and performance of these people? How did you educate all these, all people? You're the largest bank in the country. How did you do this? Yeah, you're right. It's, it was like pretty hard task uh, to do. And we were sitting at the, at the beginning, you know, like counting what we have at the, like in place, what we can utilize and what has to be done. There's no specific school for customer experience. So we have to decide like how we will tackle that. Uh, and we decided that those people who are, um, who came to, you know, fulfill those positions were mainly people from the bank looking after some kind of like customer need in the different format. So many of those people were frontline employees or people responsible for, you know, like developing the product. And uh, the motto at the time was actually more, uh, you know, hiring people for uh, their attitude rather than the skill. So we were choosing people who really had the passion to change things, have some ideas how to do that, and maybe they're locked in the previous position uh, as, as not having the all means for change. So attitude was the, the priority. And then we have decided to build something we called Internally Customer Experience Academy. So it's internal program for those people caring about their uh, development. And we have set up, uh, you know, because you cannot like teach everything, uh, we have decided that there are certain competencies these people should have, starting, for example, from a mapping customer journey, being able to do a primary research, work with the data and, and prepare, you know, the data based on different sources. So something we call secondary research. We have a basics of UX, then there is a skill called uh, small communication. So it's like actually building the, the ability to write uh, and being able to formulate communication for the for the customer. So it's like UX writing. And we have courses and uh, a kind of like metrics evaluating where people are at the moment, what they can do for improving their skills. And then we are measuring how far we have moved in the certain uh, skill uh, over the time. And so from the initial idea that you had or your team had or your colleagues of like changing, driving this change within the company from this point in the, in time to when the company actually became very CX focused and everyone was, you know, uh, um, has done these courses in the CX Academy, how long did it take? Are we talking about months or years? You know, like it's a, it's a, I think never ending process, but you know, like setting up the, the academy, this was the task for the first year. So we have set up the academy. We have evaluated where the, like what are the skills uh, at, at that particular moment. And then are, we are developing skills, you know, like one by one. We have even like priorities for particular year because there are some skills which are needed more and we can help us to do the larger steps forward. And of course there are some, you know, changing in the people, some people people are leaving, some people are coming. So you have to, you know, like care about those people coming over the time. And for example, tomorrow I have the course of the, you know, CX basic when we are teaching the, how, how to map customer journeys and this tomorrow, and it's full of new people. So we have like 24 new people coming to the bank over, over the time. So I think like it's a, it's a continual development, but I think like setting up the basic structure was done plus minus within a year. 
Cheska Sporitana doesn't have a dedicated team of CX individuals. Instead, they have multiple CX professionals within every branch of the organization, creating a wider culture of customer-centric service that permeates through each layer of the bank. What's the benefit of this strategy? The benefit is actually being closer to the to the customer for this particular task. So you are very relevant, you are very deep into the into the topic, and then we can actually place those people in all priority initiatives uh, and actually even like transfer them if there is like higher need of six people for particular need because there is something like being developed or underperforming or we would like to you know like transfer the knowledge from one place to another so it's relatively flexible uh, what is the downside of that it's actually because this network is like distributed across the company uh, you have to you know like keep certain guidances or you know like rules how we are working not to you know like have a uh, a totally unconnected world. So that's my task. We have a system of, you know, the six people which are into so-called uh, chapters within like 10, 15 people together when they have a senior uh, customer journey expert looking after they work and actually helping them, supervising what they need and consulting the first things. And then uh, there's a role of area lead for the customer experts. And this that's my role. And it's actually coordinating all the customer journey experts, all the chapters, getting feedbacks from their side, like what they need to be, you know, like what they have to learn, but also like maybe, you know, like focusing them on the topics which are extremely important from the overall perspective. So my task is actually looking at overall NPS, looking at the, the, the drivers uh, within the company and navigating and setting the priorities in the areas where the, you know, like improvement can help us the most. You mentioned the customer pain points and that you pinpoint some, let's say, topics or themes that you focus on. Uh, what exactly drives you to those pain points? How do you define them and how, how do you prioritize them? Yeah, it's my favorite topic. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> You know, like in a in a bank, we have uh, I think it's a it's a great uh, segment uh, because we have many data from the customers. Like uh, when you can start from the the research data, just analyzing the the customer perception, how they evaluate our bank, what they like about it, and what they don't like. That's one one source of the declared declared data. We have many data from the real interaction, so we can see like where people are stuck, for example, or why they are calling to our call center because like they they probably need some information or something is not working properly we have also you know the continual uh, data col collection getting the customers feedback and and uh, analyzing what is what is there then we do the prioritization which is typically done on two axes like it's uh, the first one is actually how many customers feel that particular pain point so how many customers i don't know didn't receive something or is working in, a, in an environment which is like too slow for them. And then this is the intensity of the problem. So like how striking problem it is, because in some cases it might be that it's a relatively large, you know, reach of the problem. It's, it's relevant for hundreds of people, but the intensity is extremely uh, high. It means, for example, that they cannot access something what they really need. So uh, we are evaluating those pain points on those two axes. And basically, and I think like this is how how the customer experience work overall is that the things which are done by many customers very often are the most important for their experience. So we are trying to focus on those and, uh, you know, like smooth, brilliant experience across all these uh, activities. And then, of course, tailoring the ones which are then prioritized from this uh, overall uh, collection of, of pain points. Banks deal with the issues that customers have relating to their savings, mortgages, spending, and so on. And these issues come directly from the customer's own management of their finances. 
Therefore, striving to improve the financial literacy of your customers can not only boost operational efficiency, but also add value to the customer's life by educating them on how to handle their money in the best ways possible. How does Česka Sporitelna achieve this? That's uh, that's relatively huge topic, especially for us, because you know, like focusing on customer experience and customers, such we also you know discuss our role in nowadays world. And like originally, Česká spořitelna started as a bank for underprivileged customers. So this was the reason why we started. We were the first bank which actually provide people with the with the passes they they can send uh, and save money. And uh, this happened actually 200 years before when the situation was act- actually totally different. But there was also this movement you know to help people to do better with their finances and in nowadays world i think like we are living in totally different situation we have all these you know modern technological tools but still people have limited capacity you know to understand in depth how the financial things work and i feel like we were also thinking that this is probably not changing the purpose from the beginning it's just changing the environment. So we wanted to adapt it for a, a current work. And then the, the financial health is our key topic. We would like to, you know, like um, give people and, and uh, explode for the future. So it's like our key proposition at the moment. And what we are doing is looking at people's finances and working with the, with the segmentation, like looking at people, how they are dealing with the daily money, how they are saving for the future, how they are managing their debts whether they, they work with, with the reserve. At the moment, especially now, like with this high inflation uh, and economical crisis, which is which is happening right now, we know that the topic is extremely important for people's life and it's crucial to, you know, like to help. So there are several activities we are doing. And just to mention some of them, we are starting from the younger people because we think that there is like certain age when you can really be prepared. And even though you don't have your own money, you can build the basics. So one of the large activities we are focusing on is educating children in uh, in schools. We, so we have the program called uh, Abecera Peñas, uh, which provides the education of, uh, to, to schools. And there's already like uh, a large number of kids which which uh, went through this program. And we would like to continue further and even like build it into the larger extent. And for the customers, which are already like having their, their income, we are looking at their customer health. So we have a system of six financial health indicators evaluating or providing the navigation for customers on that. So we can provide them with the scores and just look at the areas when they can do better. So in a not pushy, I think like quite empathetic way, we can provide them navigation, which which is done like through advisory meetings. We have even like started now the remote advisory so that the customers which are living in the areas more remote without necessity to um, you know visit bank can access the, the advisory online. And we are launching uh, for each particular indicator, the activities which can improve the health. So for example, if we look at the daily, you know, the daily finances and managing the income and expenses, there is a certain number of people who probably don't have enough money to, you know, like the, to have balance and expenditures. And I think in this area, we even went uh, outside of the, the typical banking scope. So we are working on additional resources to the daily budgeting. So for example, one of the things we did recently was like providing a saving on the groceries if people are using the card. So you can access some extra money for purchasing with our card. Uh, on our case, it was like quite 
complicated to push these activities through all the system because banks are limited in the things they can do. But uh, we feel that it's important because if you want to improve people's money or financial health, then sometimes it's more about also the, the outsider things. So it's like more about the, you know, educating people, uh, showing them the ways how they can uh, get some additional resources. And then also, of course, working on the banking product because you can you can choose the banking product, but sometimes you can choose a product which is not fitting, fulfilling the, the actual needs. And I think like providing the help and pointing out the products which are more suitable or, or maybe more uh, fulfilling the need uh, that the customer has is also quite nice help. So that's pretty much how, how this works. Optimizing your customer flow is crucial to creating amazing customer experiences. Through ACF Technology Solutions, your customer journeys could reach new heights of success by implementing tailored, industry-leading software that can handle all your needs from appointment booking to virtual queuing and even event management. Want to find out more about how ACF can help supercharge your CX strategy? Check the link in the description or head over to acftechnologies.com. How does this focus on financial literacy add value to the customer and how does it improve their lives? And also another important question that I have is how do you measure that success that is taking place? For financial literacy at schools, we have some kind of like testing before and after, so we can see like what uh, what the the what the impact it it has, and it's slightly easier for uh, the customers within the bank. We have some measurement at the beginning, like in those financial indicators, so we can see the the, the status, and we can also measure the the status after they certain activities. But there is a fundamental topic or or issue to be solved. And this is like the understanding, understanding and maybe, you know, like self-evaluation because some people like looking at the data can perceive that it's not so bad or maybe it's, it's even better than they, than it might be. Some people don't like even like to, you know, like being compared or analyzed. So in this case, we did some testing and just trying to understand like how people evaluate themselves compared to our, our data. And like sometimes it's, it's done uh, by the, you know, the differences in the, in the families because like, uh, especially in Czech Republic, people are working as a household, uh, we have measured the individuals. So in some cases, people, and this is probably the things which have to be done and explained even more is that they perceive that they are financially healthy just because me as a wife, I am supported by my husband. But this doesn't mean that me as a wife, I'm I'm fully in like uh, prepared for a financial future. So we are trying to, to, you know, like explain people that the financial health is really focused on the individual financial health because there is many things which can happen over the time in the in the life. And it's, it's perfect if, uh, if the exact and every person is prepared for, for being financially healthy. So this that's one point. The second one is actually very much about the perception and especially people who are used to live with a lower means, like lower salaries, are the ones which are able to survive more. So for example, they uh, even though they don't have much money, they, they from our point of view are perceived as they may be vulnerable. They know that they can, you know, like even save some money more or they can you know, like borrow or they are living in a community. So that's the context which, which actually influence your perception of being financially healthy or not. On the other hand, people who, uh, from the data perspective, have the money, but uh, probably have also high mortgage, you know, the, the kids are in the schools which are paid. That's a, another perspective when you maybe look from the data perspective as relatively financially healthy, but because of the, you know, like all the plans and the, the relatively expensive uh, living, uh, the people doesn't 
perceive them as healthy and they, they have much, much higher fears about their life. Especially now when we look at the data at the moment and we see that, you know, like the, the inflation and high energy prices are going to influence much more people than, you know, like normally the inflation or, or cost. For the first time, actually the impact of the high prices is influencing the middle group, which was not, not, not so much like, uh, in the past experiencing the financial troubles or, or any savings. So for them, this is maybe for the first time they are going to, you know, cut on the expensive or maybe cut on the things they like a lot. This, of course, influence also the, the perception of their life and living standards and, and everything. So it's very nice and, uh, you know, like analyzing the data in the context of, you know, like, normal no, normal life because it's not only the data we, we see but also the context because some people who are poor can be uh, you know like more eager to survive the people who live in a better situation but their living standards and the things that they like are uh, set up totally differently and this so discrepancy between, between the perception and reality it's an important point which we have to address in the in the advisory as well to be relevant and also like to be successful in delivering the, the you know the activities for the for the future. Monica has mentioned the focus her bank places on helping underprivileged customers. But this is something that resonates beyond mere financial help. Are there any other ways in which Cesca Sporitalna provides aid and support? And what advantages do they bring? And during the COVID, we have to do something like more than just looking after uh, people's money. So we were helping also our elderly customers to get uh, to the registration of like for vaccination because the system provided by the government was quite complicated. So we decided that we will do the initiative, which actually address them and uh, the customers who want it were registered and, and actually were helped through the whole system uh, so that they can get their vaccine on uh, on time. So that was one thing. Also, recently with uh, the war in Ukraine, we decided that we will create a huge activity around that. And then like many people from many different areas in the bank, as I said, like we have the customer experience sitting, for example, in the in the squad dealing with payments. There are guys who are doing the, the accounts. So all those people actually created a network of the, the volunteers working on the Ukraine project. And we created really huge activities starting from, uh, you know, the special conditions for payments, special accounts, uh, then uh, donation to the, to the customer through all the banking, uh, you know, like areas up to the, for example, initiative, which uh, decided that we will turn one of our uh, training center into the refugee uh, hostel where people can actually stay and the, the employees can, you know, like help in uh, any form. They, they just feel it's helping. So they are providing, you know, the bed sheets and, and preparing the place for, uh, for them. So in a nutshell, this was the activity which will actually help to the Ukraine a lot. One activity, like uh, many things together, I, I cannot even like mention all of them, but, uh, you know, donation was something we have also like prepared really nice commercial and which, uh, which connected our past with, uh, with the Ukrainian situation at the moment. And this generates really like a huge push in a society to donate, uh, money for, uh, for the cause. And there was, um, recently a customer experience contest where we won a first prize for this, uh, summary of the Ukrainian, uh, activities. So I think like it's the, the field and area when we can help is really huge. I think it's really like an area when you can influence people's lives and the, the finances are actually 
kind of like lifestyle topic, which influences things from the you know like beginning to, to the end. And it's actually more about the organization where the focus uh, can be. For us, it's actually the financial health. And actually we are trying to look for all our customers, regardless of their age, regardless even of their situation, because the Ukrainian customers, some of them stayed with us. Some of them were customers which were just transferred uh, or moved from Czech Republic to another country or stay there here forever. But I think like for a certain period of their time, we, we, we help them and like the finance plus something on top of it. From our conversation, it's become clear that Cheskospolitana is a highly customer-centric bank and they're deeply involved with providing excellent customer service by going above and beyond customer expectations. But the world of CX is constantly changing. What predictions does Monica have for how customer experience will evolve in the near future and what can you look out for to grow with the curve? It's very much like being present in people's life in a way which is not you know, like hard and, and very much demanding. So like being the light partner or advisor on the background or with a tiny stimulation or nudging for better financial habits, just to be more exact in what I'm saying. You know, like in the past, it was like mostly that you visited bank uh, once, twice a year when you just decided to do something really big, like purchasing a, a house or borrowing some money for a car or, or some something else. But I think like this is this was the past and in the future, is more, you know, like providing a small nudging, small steps, small tips where people's life can be easier just because, you know, like changing small, tiny habits. And I think like this is more about this identification of, the, of those small moments in people's life, which can have a crucial or less crucial impact. So uh, with all these technologies and having data in uh, or using mobile banking, this is the tool where I think like can be the dashing done in a way which is not dis you know disturbing, but can help you, for example, to save some money after a salary day or like being in advance when you are paying some, I don't know, mortgage or utilizing some, some tools which maybe can help for this particular uh, element to make it smoother. So I think it's more like bringing the engagement element into the finance and being, bringing the clever nudging uh, along the, the side in a smaller uh, portion than the before, you know, like one once in a time uh, visit of the bank when they can be done everything. So I think the small nudging is, is the way forward. Uh, it's also like utilizing and looking more at the transactional and behavioral data because with the, uh, the technologies where people spend most of their time, we can see like what they are really needing. Like if, if I'm checking my uh, account balance, I don't know, 10 times a day, probably this is the most important and we should like maybe make the way to the account balance smoother so it can be a widget on your mobile screen actually gives us opportunity to be much more relevant and i think like being a researcher by nature also gives us really nice research data which we don't have to ask the customer explicitly so like instead of asking for are you satisfied with us how long or how many times did you visit the bank the app, uh, you can look at the data and just understand it from that. There is like many things which are happening now in the in the area of uh, you know the text analysis and everything. And again, like this is a huge material which can be utilized for customer benefit and and saving the time and money for the the old fashioner asking them like what do you like, what do you don't like. Because like if people are writing you emails or the post on a, uh, in the app or on social social media. This is actually the comments the customer already have. So like if you are clever in utilizing those, you know, like the feedbacks, then uh, that's, I think it's, it's a much smarter way of getting the customer, customer feedback, understanding and analyzing and answering it back. So I think text analysis is also my 
favorite topic and, and something we would like to use even more. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, why not subscribe to our YouTube channel for access to full-length videos, clips of chapters, and also YouTube shorts for our best moments. If you want to join our growing community of thought leaders, head over to LinkedIn and follow us at CX Insider Podcast to stay updated. Thanks again, and I'll see you in two weeks. But for now, enjoy our rapid-fire questions. By the way, this podcast has been brought to you by ACF Technologies, global leaders in customer experience management solutions. Okay, so the first question is, as a CX officer leading transformative change across the company, what is the most challenging part of your job? Well, I think it's like, it's the space, which is like uh, unlimited. So like just finding the priorities and maybe limit the space for yourself to be satisfied that uh, at the end you did <laughs> what you really wanted. <laughs> uh, do you have any goals for 2023? Yes. Uh, it's mainly related to financial health, improving financial health of our customers. That's, that's it. <laughs> Do you prefer working from home or in the office? I love the mixture and I'm really grateful that we can do that. <laughs> If we go to Prague, what is the one place, thing or activity we can't miss? I think the ride with the Tram 22, because in a comfortable way, with touch of people, you can visit all our uh, highlights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I'll know that. <laughs>